Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. At the end of the day, you don't build technology to build technology. You build technology to impact the lives of people and to better their lives. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, Jana here. I'm an art historian and in 2019 I decided to change my career and follow my other passion, which is coding. I made the decision to study online at Skillcrush, learning front-end development and design. At the moment I'm developing my freelance business with focus on entrepreneurs and small businesses who need websites and basically anyone who wants to increase their presence online. Don't let the fear of change paralyze you. Once you take the leap, you will feel weight lifted off your shoulders. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. I have been an entrepreneur for so many years. Why is it only now do I feel I am like stepping into my path, into my awesomeness? It's just crazy. I just feel like things are starting to make more sense. I'm gaining more clarity overall. But I have been on the grind for years, working things out, trying, and then I don't know why just lately... You know, I've been talking about James Clear a lot, the author of Atomic Habits and how inspired I was. I think it was in November, December when I discovered his book and starting changing habits and his Instagram bio is so clear. Here, I'm going to switch over. Let me go to my computer and I'm going to read you his Instagram bio. And it is just really inspiring to me how clear and relevant his message is, so much so that I broke it down and called it the elements of a strong bio. Just in my own notes, I shared it with my friend uh, Felice, and she's like, oh man, you blew my mind on that Instagram stuff. And then she changed her Instagram bio. And I've been working on making my Instagram bio FYI, follow me if you don't, at Esprit Devora. Like, I would love that. Okay, I'm looking up this thing, opening up, moving up away from FabFitFun. Shout out to LA-based company. Let's see, Instagram, James Clear. All right, Mr. Mr. Clear. And he is indeed, I wonder if his, dude, I wonder if his last name is actually Clear or if, because like his messaging is so clear. So I guess he was born to be clear. Okay. So his bio says, author of New York Times bestseller, and just NYT, author of New York Times bestseller, Atomic Habits, 
and it has atomichabits.com. I write about how to build better habits. Over 700,000, he has 700K. Read my free newsletter, see link, and then he has the link. Here's what I love so much about that. So I'll read it one more time, like, fast. Author of New York Times bestseller, Atomic Habits, atomichabits.com. I write about how to build better habits. Over 700,000, read my newsletter, see link, and then he has the URL. What I love about that, like, what makes it so clear is I broke it down to elements of a strong bile. It has who he is, his profession, has his credibility. So who he is, he's an author. His credibility, um, New York Times bestseller. His product, Atomic Habits, his book. Why We Should Care, I write about how to build better habits. So if you're a person like I am who wants better habits, that's why I care. Um, social proof. The social proof is over 700,000 people read his free newsletter and then a link to capture the relationship, which is like he has a link to sign up for his newsletter. It's like the most bomb ass business profile I've ever seen. So I've been working on being more clear on how I show up in the world and my and my messaging. I mean, at the essence, you guys know, like I care about creating mutually beneficial relationships for others. And so like connectivity is is just such at the core of what I do. And I don't think my profile like really described that before. And I don't think I, even my profile, my profile is like at Esprit Devora, my personal profile. I don't even think it's there yet. Like I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress. But before it had things like travel because I love being a backpacker and all this stuff. And like why have that? Like, I mean, I know it says a tidbit, but if you're a business person, which we all are, like we really need to be thinking about how we're showing up, right? So right now, tell me what you guys think. Right now I changed it to the girl who gets it done, which is my tagline, as you know. Um, Inc. Magazine's top 30 women in tech to follow, startups, productivity software, tech podcasts. And then I link to We Are Like Tech and Women in Tech, at, with my two podcasts. And then I have my email and a link to my link tree. I think my bio still is 50 to 60% on the James Clear path, but I'm excited to work on it more. Anyway, I hope that helps you in the clarity of how you're developing um, your personal brand and how you show up as a business person. I know that I've just been obsessed with it. All right. Enjoy the next episode. women in tech around the world. So excited to be here in Toronto, Canada with NanoPay. This would not be possible if we weren't in Lithuania where we got to meet the incredible, incredible team from NanoPay. And not only did we have the support of the team to empower women in tech on the team, we had the support of Christy, who I get to interview right now. Christy, none of this would be possible without you. I am absolutely thrilled to be here. <laughs> like, this is just so exciting. Go ahead, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, absolutely. And so I'm Christy Lewis. I'm the director of marketing here at NanoPay. And so my team covers absolutely anything to do with marketing. So whether that's events, whether it's conferences, whether it's content or social media, you know, basically the full spectrum. When did you, for, well, first of all, you coordinated all the interviews for us today. So thank you, thank you, thank you, because my schedule has been so intense. So if it wasn't for people like you, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be empowered to be able to celebrate others. So it's no small, like, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, my pleasure. So when did you first fall? 
in love with technology? You know what? That's a good question. I actually fell into it by accident. Yeah. So I don't know if a lot of people kind of have a similar story. I was, I can, you know, barely turn on the television. And then I found myself, I was at one of the big banks in Canada. Yeah. And I was running the money movement portfolio. And then there was an opportunity to basically redo the entire infrastructure. Okay. And so they needed somebody with product knowledge yeah. to basically launch that, right. that project. Yeah. And so I kind of found myself leading this large-scale technology project that was in the tens of millions of dollars. What? And I had never actually done anything with technology previous to that. Okay, wait. My very first question is how did you find the confidence to take on this insane project. Confidence is an interesting thing because I think one thing that I found a lot was you almost feel like you have imposter syndrome. And that's something that that term has been circulated a lot. Totally. I have it all the time. And so I find myself on these conference calls and I'm Googling terms as we're going along. They're like, oh yeah, it's going to be an API-based project. I'm like, absolutely APIs. Yeah. So what What is is API? API? Yeah. Into Google search. Yeah. And yeah, it was a a very interesting situation to find myself in, but you know what? I had an amazing team and I just peppered them with questions continuously. I mean, I usually ask this question later on, but I kind of want to ask it now. What is a huge obstacle you've overcome and how did you overcome it? Because I feel like you probably experienced some sort of hurdles that you had to overcome in executing on that project. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely say a lot of little hurdles. Um, So it's really, I I go back to just asking the right questions. So just that thirst for learning. So the more that I read and the more I asked and just taking all the different pieces of documentation that were available to me were really important. So I found myself, you know, coming through test cases and I'm coming through API documentation and all these different things that, you know, in my previous role, I never thought I would have to read or learn about, you know, you know, was really integral to that project actually going well. What was the um, characteristic about you? What did they see in you? The, The people who hired you have the confidence to put you in that role. I mean, if you weren't familiar with tech at that time, obviously you had the magical secret sauce to something. So what was that thing? Well, I wish I had the answer to that question. I mean, it would be great to actually talk to, you know, the leaders that had that faith in me to, yeah. that, that put me in that role. Um, one of my probably biggest skill sets is yeah. being able to build relationships with people. Yeah. And so project management or, you know, leading project development is really about, you know, interacting with the different key players and making sure that they have all the information they need and being able to remove roadblocks. Totally. And so I think I'm pretty good at those things, which definitely, you know, helped, I think, in terms of selecting me for that that role, which was a bit of a stretch, but... Um, it's definitely not the first time I found myself in a role where I, you know, really yeah. had not a lot of prior experience. And so maybe I instill a false sense of confidence yeah. in people. I'm not quite sure. But no, yeah, it stop experience. it. You don't know. No, I think it's great. I think it's just such a, a great reminder that sometimes we feel, at least I do, sometimes I feel inadequate because I think I'm missing XYZ over here. But I'm forgetting that the bigger picture I do fulfill and the XYZ is something that I could teach myself really quickly or I could Google it or, you know, 
and um, I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on what we don't know and don't value enough what we do know. One of my mentors actually says something really funny because sometimes things come, I don't know if I should say it like in this way, but things come easily or something, right? Like interviewing right now. Right, right. I'm like, oh no, it's fine, you know? But then someone else is like, how do you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? And my mentor says, when you're an expert, it seems so easy. That's why you're an expert. And I'm like, oh, because, you know, um, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, just anybody could do it, <laughs> you know? And so I think, you know, remembering the value that we have and really having maybe a sense of, I don't know, like you had a sense of, I don't know if the right word security, but I, I admire the way you approached it. You're like, no, I can do this. And well, bam. and I, I think it's also going back to we get so many different transferable skills in our toolbox as yeah. we go through our career. Yeah. And so understanding that, okay, because your skill set might not be an exact fit or right. description of what they're currently looking for, it doesn't mean that you haven't done something very similar just yeah. in another vein that totally. you can apply to do, you know, that next big challenge. Totally. If you could share with us a little bit, I mean, it's wild to me that you keep engaging in roles that you weren't experienced in beforehand. What were the first steps you took for people who may have the same opportunities as you as a director of marketing? Um, what were the first steps you took to start to become a master at that role? How did you explore the company or what did you look at or what did you read? Um, because I'm sure there's so many people out there that are listening and feeling really inspired. If she can do it, so can I. But then what? So they they get the role like you did and then what do they do to be their best, would you suggest? Uh, so the first step is to understand anything and everything that you can about the product. So understand what you're selling and who you're selling it to um, are kind of the two fundamentals. The next thing is look at your competitors. So no idea is an original idea. And so you can take inspiration from you know, who you think is a superstar in their industry and try to apply those back to what you and your company is trying to do. I would say last but not least, I, I really try to compartmentalize the different areas of whatever role that I'm in and figure out, you know, 80-20 rule, 20% is going to drive 80% of your business. And so understanding what areas to focus on that are going to be the biggest bang for your buck are, you know, Really good advice. That's solid advice. That's really the the last one hits home with everything. Really, really, really understanding what's working. Yeah. yeah Thank you. Definitely. And I know just taking it like one step side note further is people are going to choose someone, whether it's a deal, it's a role, or it's a, a negotiated deal or a partnership, they're choosing someone. The money's gonna go somewhere, the opportunity is gonna go somewhere. If you're a person of integrity, the opportunity or the money may as well go to you because you'll treat that opportunity, that money with respect more than maybe that other someone would. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And remembering that, you know, it has to go to somebody. Why not you? Yeah, why not you? Okay, so let's get back into it. So now you take on this like multi-million dollar project yes, yes. and deeply immerse yourself into the tech world. Um, what did that look like? What? How did you grow with it? When did you have a secure hold uh, on what you were doing in the tech space? That's a good question. I think... Looking back on it, it's probably a lot different than when I was living it in the moment. Mm. So looking back, I, I absolutely loved my experience. Yeah. Um, I had an amazing project team and I felt like I came up to speed really quickly. So within, you know, I would say a couple of months, we were 
knee deep in the project, yeah. and, you know, raring to go in terms of, you know, creating the different documentation and all those different pieces. Um, while I was in it, I don't know if I would, I would say exactly the same thing. Yeah, I was yeah. probably finding my footing and Two in it. Yeah. different, you know, obstacles would come up as you go along. And right. it's really just figuring out how to solve those one at a time. Yeah. It's, you know, one step in front of the other and eventually you'll, you'll make an impact. And where did you transform into after that opportunity? Is that when you ended up at NanoPay? Or? That is how I okay. ended up at NanoPay. And so funny enough, I had also never had a marketing job. And I ended up <laughs> oh my as God, the I director of uh, marketing at NanoPay. How? How? So I... This is so I, cool. This is, you're so I know, cool. I have a very interesting background. Usually if you look at my resume, you kind of scratch your head, but... I just think your story, you're you're an inspiration of... Com- you're an example for all of us of what it looks like to just go after life like fiercely. I just love it. You got to go after what you want. And so funny enough, I took marketing in university, which okay. of course was you know, quite a while back. Yeah. Um, and then when I started off in the banking world... I had the sole purpose of eventually making my way to marketing. Right. But I very quickly realized that in the banking world, they actually don't groom marketing people. Okay. They take people that have a marketing skill set from outside and then bring them in. And so I had a really good opportunity while I was there. So I did, you know, quite a vast variety of roles. And then I thought, you know what? I really want to get back to marketing. Yeah. And so that's what was really cool about NanoPay is they basically took a chance on me. They saw somebody with industry knowledge that, you know, understands some of the underlying tech yeah. and, you know, the payments industry in Canada. Yeah. And, you know, I talked about I'm really passionate about marketing. Yeah. This is something that I would love to get into. Yeah. And so they said, you know, we'll take a chance on you. And here I am. I love it. I always say for, for marketing roles, it's much more important to find someone that's actually interested in the subject matter than someone that could just post stuff because that energetic transference happens in the content and the receiver of the content can tell if you don't actually care and you're just posting something. Yes. Yeah. And I find that especially in our world, we're selling very complicated things and yeah. we're also looking, you know, our mission is to drive and lead the world's transition to digital cash. And yeah. this is, you know, central bank digital currency yeah. and things like stable coins. Yeah. This is our world. Yeah. And if you don't really understand the essence of that or the benefits, yeah. it's extremely hard to write about it, let alone sell it. Now let's talk about being a woman in tech because one thing I like to remind everybody, because sometimes it comes up and I know it came up in the conversation with you and I as well beforehand is being a woman in tech doesn't necessarily mean being an engineer. There's more to that. And what I like to remind people specifically with an internal marketing role at a tech company is you could build the technology, but if no one knows it exists, <laughs> so both teams need one another. Can you tell us how you define being a woman in tech? That is a great question. So I haven't thought about that one specifically. I think it's really just having a passion for the technology and what you're doing. And so whether you're a software engineer, whether you're designing product requirements, whether you're running the operations team, whether you are marketing the product, it's having a passion for what you're doing and the end goal and how that's going to impact the consumer. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you don't build technology to build technology. You build technology to impact the lives of people and to better their lives. And so if you don't have that goal in mind, then, you know, that's that's really where I see women in tech playing in this space. Completely. That's so cool. Where can people connect with you? 
Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me, uh, Christy Lewis, so K-R-I-S-T-I-L-E-W-I-S. Um, also, if they want to shoot me an email, you can do that. It's Christy at nanopay.net, K-R-I-S-T-I at nanopay.net. And Christy, have you been on a podcast before? You know what? I haven't. This is my first one. Oh my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> I'm telling you, I feel like I feel like I want the Women in Tech podcast to be a platform to launch just like all these women around the world that they're like just on media shows after, you know, and just like, and there they are. I just like source yes, all the from amazing, my yeah. first appearance on the Women in Tech podcast. <laughs> Podcast, yeah. you know, and now I'm uh, on global news, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious, right? It's cool because I mean, the fir- it's just it's it's taking that first step, right? It's just it's so cool. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share that we haven't shared yet? No, I think we covered a lot today. Um, one thing that I did actually want to share yeah. that you you always ask is there a piece of advice that you've gotten yes. that you want to share with him? Yes. And one thing, it's, it's more of a, a saying that I kind of came across yeah. and it always sticks with me. And I've had multiple conversations with my friends about yeah. it. And you're the average of the five people you hang out with. And so when you think about that, you want to surround yourself with positive people, with people who inspire you, with people who, you know, challenge you. Yeah. And so being conscious about those people and, you know, they're, they're really going to inspire you to grow. And so that's what I would just challenge everybody to do is, you know, look around and make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the most positive people that can truly influence your life. I love that. And your favorite tech tool, mobile app, website, hardware, software, I probably have to say YouTube at this point. It's it's amazing Good. what you can DIY uh, yes. just by looking it up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd probably have to go with YouTube. Okay, I have a part B to that question. So I have a problem with YouTube where I watch it too much. Any tips for people like me <laughs> that kind of get lost in the YouTube rabbit hole? Um, if I did, I would have to take my own advice because sometimes I find myself there, you know, clicking and clicking yeah. and clicking. Yeah. Unless you set yourself a time limit, then oh I, think, I think you're stuck in the rabbit hole. It's so hard. You can learn so much. And then I just find sometimes I feel like there's a fine line between um, information consumption and execution. And I get lost in this fantasy world of like learning and curiosity. But then I'm like, no, I've ne- just been glued to this small little screen on my phone phone for hours like this is not living (laughs) and uh and then I'm like turn it off turn it off but I agree YouTube is an amazing resource you I I use it to learn how to cook everything and I've heard I've heard people use it to learn how to code um it's crazy yeah I think my last search was how to tress a turkey so you know if you ever need to do that you can YouTube is the world's um second largest search engine for those of you who don't know so yeah it's crazy Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast, again, for coordinating everything, for being so patient. I mean, this is just, I think that what I'd like to leave with, because it's really made an impression on me, is how would you define NanoPay's team culture here? I think inspirational is a good way to put it. Um, We have a group of extremely smart, extremely talented, like-minded people that are all pushing towards the same long-term vision, which is, you know, that central bank digital currency, which has a huge benefit for, you know, banking the unbanked, bringing down the cost of financial services. And if we can get there, it's something that will, you know, benefit humanity, not just, you know, our everyday transactions. So... And I noticed that 
everybody's been really moved by your executive team in, in from your CEO to your CTO seems as though, and I, I don't know it so intimately. So please, you know, share with me. It seems as though you have a mentorship culture here and a very will help rise you higher and higher culture. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think some companies maybe don't know what that means or to have a culture in place. I think it really stems from like the visionary. So that's the one word that I always use to describe Lawrence Cook. Um, and then he found Kevin Greer, who is an absolute genius when it comes to, you know, different ways to look at technology. And so he's built some of the most scalable infrastructure there is in the telecom industry. And so leveraging that in payments is something really that's never been seen before. Right. And so bringing the best people from different places, regardless of geography or regardless of industry, is really important. And so we find people that that fit and fit with our culture. And you know what? Our, our head of product always says, every person that joins our team, the culture changes. So you want to make sure that the people that you bring onto your team are going to positively change the culture and add to it, you know, instead of the other way around. Whoa, I've never heard that before. And it's so true. Maybe it's because I've always personally worked in small teams, but that's wild. That's going to stick with me. Because I've always thought of it as you have this culture. I learned about culture from Zappos, uh, Tony Shea, right? So so culture is very a part of my ethos and how I build. But I thought I create the culture and then that's it. And then I just find people that match the culture. I never thought about how important it is that, that the culture will shift slightly and that, that new teammates can enhance that culture. Like, it's not just that I define the culture, then it is. It's, it's even it being enhanced to another level. Trip out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thank you so much. If you want to connect and collaborate with more women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. I'm Christy Lewis, the Director of Marketing with Nanopay, and we are looking to lead the world's transition to digital cash. We are based in Toronto, Canada, and you are listening to the Women in Tech Podcast. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We're so proud of what we've created with the Women in Tech podcast. To support us in our journey to celebrating women in tech around the world, go to womenintech.fm and click on the donation link on the right side of the page. That's womenintech.fm. The donation link is the top right side of the page. We really appreciate you being a part of our journey and we look forward to celebrating so many more women to come. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.
Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.